Hello, 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 and welcome to episode 111 of the Mo Money Podcast. I am your host, Jessica Morehouse. Thank you so much for joining me for another fabulous episode. I've got a few more episodes in the queue for this month, and then I'm going to be wrapping up for the season. Much needed break do I need. Oh my gosh. It has been, a cr- I, I'm at a, episode 111. So yeah, I deserve a break. It's been a long two years. Speaking of that, yeah, last week, uh, June 3rd was my uh, two-year podcast of anniversary, if that is a word. I'm going to say it is. Uh, so wow, thanks for if you've been like a listener from the beginning. Also happy two year anniversary to you for listening to my podcast. Really appreciate it. Um, I am so excited to uh, chat to my next guest for this interview. I've been following her for a since I started blogging, quite honestly, so several years ago, almost five years ago, I suppose. And I, uh, of course, got the fabulous chance to meet her in person at FinCon last year. Gosh, that conference is great for meeting some awesome inspirational people. Uh, I'm talking about Pauline Packin. She is the blogger and founder of some of my favorite blogs, including Make Money Your Way and Reach Financial Independence. She is from France. She is, uh, and she's just like an all around awesome woman who has proved that you really, no matter where you're from, what you are doing in your career, uh, if you want to switch things up and have a completely different lifestyle, you can make it happen if you really want to and you want to put the hard work and effort into it, which is exactly what she's done. And she'll explain more about her story in this episode. Um, She's definitely living kind of a something that I used to dream about. Well, not so much now because I am self-employed, but before when I was working my nine to five, it's like, wow, wouldn't it be amazing to kind of work on my own terms, work kind of remotely from my laptop and live in some tropical island. And that is kind of what her life's about, which I mean, I'm not living in a tropical island. I'm living in Toronto, so not the same. But uh, anyways, we talk more about all of that stuff and some for tips on um, just like making money in different ways, side hustles and uh, all that great stuff. But before I get to that interview, uh, I kind of mentioned last week, I launched uh, my e-course, the Rich and Fit Bootcamp. And uh, we're wrapping up registration today. Today is the last day that you can register. So depending on when you're listening to this episode, it may be too late. But if not, then it's not too late. So make sure to go to richandfitbootcamp.com to learn more about what my course is all about. I am uh, doing it in conjunction with my pal and business partner, Jacqueline Phillips. She's a fitness coach, fitness model. She just became certified as a yoga instructor. She is awesome. And we've created a seven-week intensive uh, e-course to teach you how to tackle and master uh, your finances and your fitness at the same time. Two of the biggest struggles that most people have, especially when uh, me and Jackie first met two years ago, was struggling with my fitness. She was struggling with her finances. We came together, create the Rich and Fit Bootcamp to kind of uh, create a solution for both of those issues. So again, richandfitbootcamp.com is uh, where you can find more info about that or just go to the show notes for this episode, jessicamorehouse.com slash 111. All right, so enough of my yabbering. Uh, let's get to this fabulous episode with Pauline. Thanks, Pauline, for joining me on the show. I'm excited to chat with you. Me too. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. I've been following uh, your journey for several years. I didn't realize, like, when did you start um, Reach Financial Independence? I feel like it was around the time I started my blog. Yeah, it was about the same time. It was 2012. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's been a while. Actually. Yeah, I know. Time kind of flies. I can't believe it's been that many years. Um, 
like half a century or something. I know. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> We're still going. Um, but yeah, so I've yeah, been following you for a while and I finally got to meet you in person, which was so lovely at FinCon. I'm so glad we got the chance to meet because I really love what you're doing and what your story is. And you're kind of living the life that I think a lot of people dream about. So I definitely want to chat about um, all of that. But I'd like to kind of start from the beginning. So, you know, right now you're kind of working for yourself, doing a lot of different things. So you have that flexibility and freedom in your life. But before that, you kind of you are originally from Paris and you worked a regular nine to five job. Uh, yes and no. Actually, I went to college. I did the good girl kind of thing. Never mm -hmm. missed a year. And my past, the last couple of years of college were business school. And a company was actually paying for my tuition oh. in exchange for part-time labor. That's nice. Um, so that was my first try at a cubicle. I was working for a big multinational. And... I knew I wanted to get out. I mean, I had not even graduated. So because I had no student loans or nothing, I saved a lot of money. And I found myself out of college with like $25,000. Mm -hmm. And because I had been hustling really hard and studying very hard not to a year, I wanted to see the world. It was um, my... My big goal, I wanted to travel, so I thought, okay, I can just go travel and blow my 25k, or I could buy a rental property and go travel with the rent money. Mm. So I bought a tiny studio in the outskirts of Paris and went traveling with the rent, which was about 10 or $15 a day. So that was a really tight mm -hmm. budget. I had to camp a lot, couch surf, eat rice and beans, but I was living the dreams mm -hmm. in my which was just amazing. And after a year, I didn't want to come back. So I found a job in Guatemala, actually, 12 years ago and worked in a hotel for a while as a hotel manager, then in a law firm. And, but I was always kind of a consultant and free agent, let's say. Then I came back to Europe for a little bit, started a company with a friend from business school. Um, ended up in London, back to a cube because our company failed with the construction crisis in Spain. We were selling equipment for hotels. And then what happened? Oh, yes. Then I wanted to save more money and have paychecks again to get a second rental property. So I spent two or three years back in a cube in the UK saving aggressively so that would be the last time I had to go through that ordeal mm -hmm. and I did it went to the bank got my mortgage uh, waited for my Christmas bonus and told my boss that was the end of it so that was back in 2010 mm -hmm. and when I left, a couple of my friends hired me to become a travel writer for their websites because I had traveled quite a bit. Mm -hmm. So I was writing a lot about travel, but eventually it felt like a job to travel, if that makes any sense. Mm -hmm. um, first you think, hey, that's the dream. I'm getting paid to travel. Wow. Yeah. But then you end up uh, ordering lunch and you have to take pictures of your lunch instead of digging in. And you have to go to a museum where you'd rather just go for a walk in the park because you need to write about the museum. So 
I got burnt out after a couple of years and thought, hey, if my friend can pay for all my travels, how about I start my own website? Maybe I can earn double that. Mm-hmm. So what can I talk about that I would not get tired of? And money came naturally. I had been reading a lot of personal finance blogs. Um, the concept of financial independence, I knew uh, naturally. I mean, I I didn't study anything. I, mm-hmm. I knew there was a way to save hard so you could exit early, but I didn't put a name on it. And then I found all these blogs and I was like, oh my God, I'm not the only one swimming against the currents. I want to be part of that community. So yeah, that's how my first blog was born. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious because you had a, like a, the very smart idea to invest in property and then just use that rental income as a way to kind of do what you wanted. What made you think to do that? Um, the real estate investing right off the bat. Well, I didn't know much, even though I went to uh, business school and studied economics before that, I didn't really understand the markets. It was all very complicated for me, all the ratios, all the curves, all the charts, you had to study hard. And eventually, even stock managers don't beat the markets. So uh, back then... Even investing in index funds, uh, they were charging you like $20 for each trade. So it was a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And no one can predict the trends, basically. So I felt like if you invest in real estate and everything goes wrong, at least you have a roof over your head. Yeah, that's true. And you also have a lot of ways to make money with real estate. So obviously... You have a tenant paying you rent, but if you put $500 worth of paint, maybe the house will appreciate $2,000. Mm-hmm. And then if you're in a good neighborhood, the house can also appreciate just uh, by intrinsic value, etc., etc. You have the leverage. If you're able to get a mortgage, you can put 20% down, but charge rent based on the full value of the house. Mm-hmm. So... There are many ways to make money with real estate, and it seemed like less likely that every single way would go wrong. So mm-hmm. a safer bet, something I would understand rather than stocks. I agree. <laughs> I've never been one to do kind of the, the stock game. It just seems, I don't know, I'm just not really interested in it, and it does seem a little bit too complex at times. But yeah, when it comes to real estate investing, it does seem, you know, it can go bad, but it can also go well. And it's just like, you know, as long as it's kind of more of a longer term investment and you keep hold of it, um, you know, during those bad times, don't sell when, you know, the market's bad, then you'll kind of be okay. And I think that's definitely something that I personally hope to do. I mean, we bought, me and my husband bought our uh, first place recently, but I'm hoping in the future we can kind of add to that and have tenants and stuff like that. Build up the empire. Exactly. So do you just own that one place now or did you kind of start uh, own a few others? No. So after that, I relocated to Guatemala Mm -hmm. and I bought a little house by a lake, which which was completely run down and turned it into a guest house. So now I have a four bedroom guest house, which 
it's lovely because I really needed a home base after traveling so much and living here, living there. I had bad experiences as a tenant. I had really bad yeah. landlords yeah. Uh, would not refund deposits. So I, I have a trauma with renting. Yeah. <laughs> I hear you. <laughs> so I really wanted to buy something and I, Bought my house in Guatemala in cash. Oh, wow. So on top of that, I don't have to worry about the bank. Mm-hmm. So it's it's not a good financial decision. I don't recommend it if you're looking at growing your net worth. It's an emotional decision yeah. with which I'm perfectly fine because it's home and it feels like home. Absolutely. So now I rent out my uh, place when I'm traveling and I also built another house for myself because I was a bit tired of having guests on top of me all, all the time mm-hmm. and so I have these two houses in Guatemala and I camped my rental in the UK oh wow yeah that's a bit of an empire there um I'm curious why did you decide on Guatemala I mean it looks amazing <laughs> I would love to move there but why did you decide to kind of have your a bit of a home base there well, it is a fabulous country. I'm completely in love with it. And like I said previously, I lived there 12 years ago. And back then, the internet was really bad. So calling home was a hassle. Mm-hmm. Plane tickets were like $1,500 when I wanted to go back to Europe. So it was complicated. But other than this, you have fabulous uh, nature. It's amazing. You can uh, start your day in the mountains and go surfing uh, at midday and come back to Thermal Springs in the afternoon and I have dinner in a little colonial town. Mm-hmm. Um, everything is like two hours away from the next attraction. Mm-hmm. People are super friendly. They're really happy. Um, you know, when you have these surveys about the happiest people on earth, Guatemala always shows up and People have a smile on their face. They are um, just very positive people. And it's it's nice to be in such an environment. Mm-hmm. Uh, life is really cheap. Mm-hmm. So you can have a housekeeper, for example, for 15 or $20 a day, mm-hmm. which is very convenient for a guest house owner like me. Yeah. And taxes are low. So it's... It's pretty much heaven for me. Yeah. It is remote. Um, but now that I earn more money and travel is easier and communication like WhatsApp and FaceTime and mm-hmm. Skype and stuff makes it way easier. So I'm two or three times a year I'm abroad and the rest of the time I'm in paradise. <laughs> Yeah. No, I feel like when I think of, you know, typical financial freedom, it is like having enough money to live in a tropical paradise where I could just, you know, if I want to work, then I can, you know, have some kind of virtual job where I just am on my laptop. And it kind of seems like you were able to do that, which is nice to know that it's possible. Well, one thing people do when when they think about financial independence is Say, okay, for $1,000, I can live down in Guatemala. Yes, you can do that. But what if, I don't know, your parents get sick Mm -hmm. overnight and you need to pay $3,000 for a last-minute flight. Can you afford that as well? What if you get sick 
private hospitals are really expensive because you don't really want to be in a public hospital in Guatemala. Can you afford that as well? Right. So day to day, my life is super cheap. And because I own my house, I think with my staff, uh, I have two staff and a boat and a dog and stuff. And I don't think I'm spending a thousand dollars, but I'm flying to Europe two or three times a year. And that's, a thousand dollars each time so yeah you can have the tropical dream you know the romantic illusion that you're going to be in your hammock sipping beer all day but can you afford to live in your home country if you can then you're golden yeah and whenever you decide to come back you can do it so interesting I cringe now when I think, okay, I can come back to Paris, but I would have to fork out like $3,000 for rent. Yeah. And that seems ludicrous. So I know I can do it. I'm happy about that. But yeah, for me in the balance, Guatemala ways um, is more favorable and I prefer the way of life that I have. Mm -hmm. But if I start having kids for example I wouldn't want them to live in the jungle where you have no school so yeah you have to think long term when you you weigh your options Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so you started your blog uh, reach financial independence as a way to you know uh, you know make some extra income on top of some of your other uh, investments but you also now own a couple other websites and I guess that's kind of just like you you know start with one place and you start buying a couple others is that kind of the same idea just kind of another way to do the passive income streams yes uh rich financial independence has always been my kind of personal journal Mm -hmm. so I talk about life in Guatemala I talk about the money moves that I make personally but I wanted to start another site because there was no space uh, within my brand to talk about other things that I like. For example, um, my second site is called Make Money Your Way. So I talk about all the ways to make money Mm -hmm. because when people were saying, hey, you're financially independent, well, it's very easy for you because you have so many streams of income. And I said, yes, what about you? Oh, you know, I just have my day job because life is hard and there's no time. Mm-hmm. So I created Make Money Your Way to show you that there are literally thousands of ways of making money. From getting a cooler with water bottles to the park on a hot Saturday and selling $1 water bottles mm-hmm. to investing, real estate, uh, starting a blog, etc., etc. And one thing I have going is I see opportunity everywhere so Mm -hmm. if you tell me hey I have a couple hours each evening but I don't know what to do I would be like okay so you can tutor a kid from neighborhood you can walk your dogs you can do this and this and that and I never run out of ideas (laughs) so yeah that was a new outlet and then because I lived in the UK for a while I thought the personal finance niche was underserved there yeah. so I bought a site called the Savvy Scots uh, which tackles uh, personal finance from a UK point of view so that's been interesting as well and my last purchase is called Frugaling and mm-hmm. um, it's only be a month so I don't really have a vision for it yet but mm-hmm. I kind of like the name and mm-hmm. let's see where it goes <laughs> definitely 
That's awesome. I always kind of wonder, you know, I hear lots of bloggers that sell their blogs when they want to kind of do something different, but I don't hear too many people that actually buy them and what they do with them. So it totally makes sense why you're just kind of using them as another, I don't know, like kind of different shops, I guess. You're kind of selling different things in the form of selling different types of information, I guess. And it makes sense. I really like the idea of starting a website that's all about ways to make money because I feel like... In personal finance, lots of people will focus specifically on debt or saving or budgeting. And, and but I, I feel like not enough or, you know, not many bloggers focus on but how, you know, once you've kind of budgeted, you know, as much as you can, the next step is obviously to make money. And, you know, me, I'm a prime example. I wouldn't be where I am today if I didn't have all the side hustles that I have. And I have been doing, I guess, side hustles since I yeah, about six years. So it's it's helped me tremendously kind of reach some of my financial goals. So I'm glad that you're have all of these ideas because I think lots of people, yeah, rack their brains. They're like, I don't know what to do. Does that mean I have to go get a part time job at a shop? Not necessarily. No, there are. I mean, there are so many ways to make money. You can find the one that fits for you. For exactly. example, I'm looking for extreme independence and not being stuck in a place or at a certain time. So blogging is perfect because I can blog from Japan at 3 a.m. I can blog uh, for two hours. I can blog for eight days straight. My The work I put in will uh, determine my income, obviously. But like last year, I stopped blogging for a couple of months and mm -hmm. everything kept going and everything was fine. Mm -hmm. So that fits perfectly, and I like writing. That goes without saying. Mm -hmm. That helps. Um, but it totally fits my personality. But I have a friend who loves baking, for example. So she started doing really cool cakes for her son for, her, for his birthday. And every birthday, there would be 20 moms around the cake uh, marveling at the beautiful Batman or Cars cake. And... After a while, she said, okay, I'm going to make cakes for your kids too. That will be 50 bucks. Mm -hmm. And there it was. Because you're good at something, you enjoy doing it. And the more you enjoy yourself and the more people are going to notice. And before you know it, you're going to be the cake person or the blogging person or the music person, whatever. But there is a way for everyone to make extra money. If, even if you don't have time or you think you don't. You know, just cut the TV for an hour and yep. think about something you like. I know. I get that question all the time. People are like, how do you have time to, you know, work a day job and also do everything you do outside of it? I'm like, you just find the time, especially when you're really passionate about what you're doing, you know, outside of your nine to five, you find the time to do it. Um, and also, you know, making money is kind of fun. <laughs> Yes, when the hobby starts paying the bills, yeah. like I remember my first um, blog income was like $150, mm -hmm. but so far I had put $100 on my blog to buy hosting and a domain name, mm -hmm. so I thought, okay, I've been having fun writing all of this for uh, two or three months, and now someone's paying me to blog, and I still have to pinch myself sometimes and make sure I'm not dreaming but yeah I actually make a living off my writing mm -hmm. and you can make a living pretty much off any hobby because if you're good at it there will always be a beginner who wants to learn and mm -hmm. who wants you to teach them so 
yeah, there's a way. Absolutely. Absolutely. So uh, before I let you go, since you do uh, are kind of the expert when it comes to financial freedom, well, actually, I have two questions. One uh, will be, was there anyone that you kind of looked up to or like an example you had for, you know, this is what I want to do in terms of financial freedom? Um, or, or was it just like, no, I just, I kind of know the life I want and it doesn't exist in this cubicle. Let's start with that question first. I'm always curious. Cause for me, I definitely have certain people that I'm like, Oh man, I want to have that life. I want to be like them. So I'm going to try to do all these things to see if I can get to that point. Uh, when I first started, I took a lot of crap from my friends and family, actually. Uh, they would call me cheap and they would say, so my last year of college, I was saving for that round the world trip. Mm-hmm. And I told my friends, we're not going out anymore. You you guys are going to come to my place and you're going to bring your own booze and I'm going to cook dinner for everyone. Mm-hmm. And we're going to socialize at my place. And they're like, oh my God, you're so boring. And what's <laughs> wrong with you? And what I love is now, so we're 15 years out of college and my friends write to me and one of them said, I'm so sorry I gave you crap. Please teach me. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I see where you are now. And I don't promote my blog to family and friends because of that. But yeah. he actually Googled me and found my URLs. And he was like, wow, you've done so much. How did you do it? And mm-hmm. I was like, dude, I've been at it for 20 years. So <laughs> Practice. <laughs> been a marathon yeah um, but in the industry one person i i've always liked was ramit city from i will teach you to be mm-hmm. and he went very early from let's eat ramen and save money to that stupid i'm sorry guys you really need to make more money mm-hmm. and so now his uh, motto is to live a rich life so define whatever priorities you have Uh, I want to travel the world. Maybe uh, you don't want to clean your house and you want a housekeeper. Mm -hmm. And everyone's saying like, oh my God, $100 a month for a housekeeper? That's ridiculous. But that's your luxury. That's your indulgence. You want that? Okay, go hustle for 400 bucks and go pay your housekeeper. So Ramit's uh, principles are just um, be the best person at what you do so you have a ton of money to outsource whatever you're bad at or whatever you don't want to do mm-hmm. and stop sweating the small stuff because you're going to be so good. You're going to make so much money. Then you can go on holiday. You can invite your parents to dinner. You can treat your friends to a weekend in Tahoe. doesn't matter. You're doing great. And I like that attitude. It's mm-hmm. it's an abundance mindset instead of a scarcity mindset. Yeah, I like that too. Because there's definitely something to be said for, um, you know, being frugal and, you know, cutting back. I think that's an important, just a, a good personal finance money habit to have because it does come in handy sometimes, but also to have, yeah, not have that scarcity mindset all the time and, and maybe kind of shift once you've kind of, you know, work with your budget and and know how much money you can spend and know how much you have to save to reach, you know, the level you want to, then the abundance kind of factor kicks in. And then you're like, okay, so what do I need to do? There is no sitting on earnings. I mean, you will always have a bottom floor. You need to eat, you need a roof over your head. So that's going to cost you probably at least $1,500, $2,000 a month. 
but if you earn 2500 you can earn 3000 5000 10000 whatever yeah there is no ceiling and all that uh, buffer is your freedom money Mm-hmm. So the bigger the buffer, the easier it is to become financially independent, mm-hmm. much more so than just cutting $20 a month on cable. Exactly, exactly. Okay, so my last question for you is if someone, you know, listening right now is like, yeah, that is definitely kind of my goal. I don't want to, you know, stay in my job uh, forever. I would love to be able to be financially free enough to choose what I want to do and what I, when I want to work, what I want to work and what would your piece of advice be for them when they're just starting out on this journey? All right. So if you want to increase your income, uh, think about something that would be effortless for you. So I'm a pretty good piano player, for example. So I was a music tutor for a few years Mm. and I really enjoyed it because it kept me in the music um, niche. But I was also able to meet other teachers, was very social. I had the kids. I loved teaching. So On top of a day job, sitting two hours in a music room was not an effort. Mm -hmm. Um, Having to stand two two hours after work to feed burgers or a wait table would have been a real drag. Mm -hmm. Um, Sometimes you're like, oh, I cannot monetize that. But think about what people have you for. Like if you're handy, for example, if your mom has you hang mirrors in the bathroom and fix the AC, you can market that yeah. skill. If your friends uh, always ask for recommendations or ask you to install a program on their computers, well, after a while, you can charge for that skill. So mm-hmm. just think about stuff you've been doing as a hobby and find a way to market that. It's much easier than picking up a second shift that's a burger joint. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. No, I think that is are some great uh, pieces of wisdom. Thank you so much, Pauline, for joining me. I'm glad I, I caught you when your, you know, Wi-Fi was fast and running for me. Yeah, that was great. Thank you so much. It was really fun talking to you. And that was episode 111 with Pauline Packin. Of course, check out uh, the show notes for more information about her and what she is up to now, jessicaross.com slash 111. Uh, but again, you can go to two of her blogs, makemoneyyourway.com or reachfinancialindependence.com to uh, find out more about her and what she's up to and how she can help you reach financial independence too and make some extra money on the side. Um, thanks again to Pauline for joining me and thank you for listening to this episode and also uh thank you in advance for maybe looking into and possibly registering to my course the rich and fit Bootcamp, which is closing registration today at midnight eastern time so uh if you want to kind of you know take this summer to really get your stuff together including most specifically your finances and your fitness your health then this is the course for you, quite honestly. And what better, like I personally always like to focus the summer on getting fit. I don't know. Most people are like, no, it's too hot and sweaty, blah, blah, blah. I don't know. For some reason, I'm always like, yeah, this summer, this summer, maybe because things calm down a little bit in my life, work-wise and all that kind of stuff. I like to kind of dedicate the summer to kind of really focusing my time on me and, uh, you know, working on all that stuff. So if you're like me and that sounds like a good idea, go to richandfitbootcamp.com. 
jessicamorose.com or check out the show notes, jessicamorose.com slash 111 to learn more, to register before registration closes because uh, it's going to close and uh, that's going to be it. We may launch again in the future, but no guarantees, no firm date uh, in the queue yet. So you don't want to miss your chance. And also as a special little bonus, if you uh, are interested and signing up, but maybe need some financial assistance. That is uh, totally understandable. Uh, we do have a special promo code that you may want to use to get 50% off the cost. Again, uh, I will include that special promo code in the show notes. So you have to go there to find it. Uh, just go to jessicamoros.com slash 111 and you'll find it uh, right there. And uh, you'll join us and a bunch of other students who've already enrolled in. It's going to be a lot of fun. Also, oh yeah, I forgot to mention, course starts this Sunday. So uh, hope you're ready to get sweating and get working. It's going to be a ton of fun. Uh, thank you again for listening to this episode. I will have a new fresh episode for you next Wednesday. And uh, it's going to be the best because... I'm the best and you're the best and we're all the best. So thanks again and uh, check you later. This podcast is distributed by the Women in Media Podcast Network. Find out more at womeninmedia.network.